Hello, women of God. This is Erica. And Narcelli. And we want to welcome you to the Upstream Pursuit podcast, the leadership podcast for Christian women going against the current. Welcome back, Pursuers. I am super pumped for today's combo. You know, I always say I'm super pumped or super excited. So that's like you my do. thing now. But um, over the last year, I don't even think you know this, Lisa, but our pursuers have heard your name mentioned so many times, but they haven't gotten a chance to meet you. So today we are finally going to meet our beloved sister in Christ, sorority sister and friend, Lisa. Do you go by Lisa Rosales? I or do Lisa not. Rosales? And that's like a touchy subject right now in my household. In your household? <laughs> so let's not talk about that. Don't go okay, there. Okay, and he is actually an avid listener, so we got to be like real careful about what we say today. <laughs> For sure. Because you know he's going to listen. Sure. Back. Names may be changed <laughs> as we continue. Good call, speaking. good call. I'm excited. Hey, Lisa, how's the baby? Oh my gosh, she's so good. She's 10 weeks old now. Uh, when people say having a child changes your life, I don't think you really understand it until it happens, but yeah, all positive. It's been awesome. Yeah. What's one thing you've learned about yourself as a mother that you didn't even know was in you? That's a really good question. And I think I would say overall, just how strong, not, not just me, but like how strong women are in general, mm. um, because yeah. it's, you know, you're tired. Um, you're not sure you're doing the right thing. Like you hope you just like keep your baby alive sometimes at the end of the day. <laughs> but, but all of that, like put together, you just realize like women have been doing this since the start of time. Right. And, yeah. and you just get it done. And so it's been life changing. Like that's how I tell everybody, but it's just in a good way, not um, no negatives whatsoever. Yeah. That's awesome. That's the same thing that mom always says. She says that as a mother, like she feels like she's like a superhuman, like that her body can do things that like she didn't know that her body could do. And I'm like, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, we are so excited, Lisa, that you are here. Pursuers, those of you who have not caught her name every time we talk about our past, um, Lisa is a longtime friend of ours. We met in college all together, and she actually also started coming to my dad's church with me and actually gave herself to the Lord prior to Narcelli giving herself to the Lord. So Really cool story there, but we have a lot of history. She's also the founder of our uh, sorority chapter at Texas Christian University, where we all went to college. So a lot of history there as well. But we are so excited to bring her on because she has a lot to share with us today. Narcelli, let's tell our pursuers why we brought her on. Yeah, so um, we have been talking a little bit about singleness. We did with um, Jonathan a few weeks ago, I think now. And yeah. we did receive some questions from uh, one of our pursuers that she actually asked some of her girlfriends, you know, what kind of questions did they have about singleness? And um, there were some questions that they asked that even though I'm like, I guess, the expert single person here okay. on, you know, on this panel, I just genuinely did not know the answers to them. And I thought, you know what, I think Lisa's the perfect woman to answer some of these questions. And I think I'm going to learn a lot from it. And so we're just going to kind of um, give you some insight to what our 
pillow talks are like whenever the three of us get together. So that's kind of what we're going to do here. You know, we're getting older, right? And I think... Word. Yes, exactly. And some of us are ready to date, but we're not really sure how to approach the dating world. And I'm definitely, you know how it is with me. I'm like, I want to get married, but I ain't got time to like approach the dating (laughs) world. But this is something that I feel like you did really well. And obviously it's worked for you because like now (laughs) you're like married and have a kid. Right. So um, um, would you share with our listeners how long you were single? Yeah. So I was 37 when I got married and a couple months later I turned 38. So I think that when this whole being in my 20s, being in my early 30s, being in my mid 30s, you know, obviously there were some times where I thought marriage just wasn't going to be in the books for me. And but I made a conscious decision, uh, I would say probably in that mid 30 range that, hey, you know what, though, if it's not in the books, it's not going to be because I didn't try. Hmm. And I just I know you say like, I did this really well. I really didn't know what I was doing at the time, but I really thought like, Hey, I'm going to put in the best effort that I know how and really was just open to going out with a lot of different guys that I don't think I ever would have considered (laughs) in my twenties. You know, dating in your thirties is so different than, than in your twenties or in your teens or anything like that. Right. And I didn't have a serious relationship I would say until my mid thirties, that was the first time I think I could ever call someone my boyfriend. And even that sounded weird. Cause I'm like, we're, that's my man. Like he's a man friend. Right. Cause like, he's not a boyfriend, but I was, you know, 34 yeah. calling someone a boyfriend. So like no dating in high school. No. And even in college, even in college, no dating, no not serious dating for sure. No like, dating. Yeah. You know, there were a couple guys I had a crush on and like, you know, we had lunch together in the main or whatever, but nothing. Was nothing it a serious. Lambda? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I don't know. One of the frat boys. It it was. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know if I heard that story. We might need to go. <laughs> Just remember that Elias is going to listen to this <laughs> and he's going to be asking you all kinds of questions and holding it against you. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay, so Lisa, so you're going in, right? Let's kind of paint the picture for our pursuers of Lisa making a decision to go down this path. Where were you at? Because I know you were also (laughs) a professional that you were building your career. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What were you kind of leveraging as the pros and cons of jumping into something like this? So I knew meeting someone, what some people would say the traditional way, oh, at work or we met. I knew that wasn't going to be an option for me, especially I I work in HR. And so just personally Mm. and professionally, like that just wouldn't be something that I would want to do is get involved with someone at work. And so, so that was out. Right. So it's like, where else does a mid 30 year old person meet someone? And so at church, well at church, (laughs) hopefully. Right. But when you go to a small church, and right. everyone there is 10 years younger than you or already <laughs> married, right? Yeah. Like that's not an option. Yeah. So yes. So work was out. Church, yep. unfortunately, at that moment was out just because yep. it's a much smaller congregation. So you either have someone that's way younger than you or you have someone who's like related to you, right? Because it's a small family <laughs> church. Just have, like, they're just made up of families. So that was yeah. out. So then it's like, hey, 
I have no shame in saying that my husband that I want to give a shout out to because he was like, you better give a shout out to me that we met online. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it was yeah. not on Christian Mingle. So hopefully Christian Mingle is not going to be a sponsor of your guys soon because if so, <laughs> then like we're going to have to cut out this episode. But it was on Bumble. Um, and one of the things I liked about Bumble at the time was that it was purely woman led. So a woman was actually the one who created Bumble. I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, and so it, mm -hmm. it helped kind of weed out the weirdos because as the woman, you had to initiate the conversation. So if you weren't interested in someone, they had no way of ever contact you unless you, you reached mm -hmm. out to them. So that was the reason why I chose that platform over um, any other one. Did you try other platforms other than Christian? Well, did you ever try Christian Mingle? Or I, no, did. I did. No, oh, and I then? did. Yeah. That's the and one that requires like a whole survey of like 100 questions. No, I think that's eHarmony. But I tried that one for a little bit too. And that one <laughs> I remember didn't... there was one that you had to like fill out this whole thing. Yeah. And like, I just felt like, because to your point, you fill out this long questionnaire and you're thinking, hey, I'm going to find someone like immediately because they're going to match us. They ask all these questions and like nothing, yeah. like dry <laughs> land in eHarmony, <laughs> like no response from anybody. And there were highs and the lows were lows. Like you yeah. can, it's very easy to get um, discouraged or even like depressed in this whole this whole movement because you're going through and it's it's work right like and that's what Dude, a lot uh, of people don't want to hear okay but what what is hard like what do you mean by work like, i'm trying to ask somebody like you gotta like what their favorite color them. is yeah, yeah so it's, it's, it's a lot of work and so what that means erica is that you're constantly on so to say right so and, and what that means it's either because you're out meeting someone so you're trying to put your best foot forward you're trying to figure out if there's any chemistry or if you have something in common or you're having to respond to someone's messages and you all mm -hmm. know i am the worst at like responding <laughs> so mm -hmm. you it had to make like a really conscious effort like because you yeah. can't you can't do it halfway because you mm. it just doesn't work yeah because mm. especially now like we're such in like an immediate response type culture yeah. that yeah. if you don't answer someone after you know a day like they think you're no longer interested so they moved on and then you're trying to connect and then you know you've you've lost that connection <laughs> so that that's what i mean by it's work like you have Got to it. stay on you have to respond okay. You have yeah. to be willing to to talk to people that maybe you normally wouldn't talk to if you were face to face. Okay, I have a question. Ask... Hold on. Okay, go. <laughs> I wanted I want to know about your profile. Were you intentional with your profile? Yes. So I was very intentional, and I would probably say more so with the pictures because mm -hmm. I think like knowing men all our lives and having guy friends like you just realize like they're visual and women don't like hearing that but like men are and so yeah. I made sure I had good quality photos that it showed my entire body right because I didn't want someone thinking because I am by no means a size six so I didn't want someone thinking I was trying to catfish I definitely was not trying to catfish anyone like I didn't want to show up <laughs> on a date and like have someone be like oh you know you are not right. what I was expecting right so it was you are mystic. not a size six <laughs> exactly. So I made sure that they were clear photos. I had no one else in my photos so that there was no confusion as to who they were. Right. Being. Okay. And 
it sounds really basic, but when you're looking at other people's profiles, you realize like, no, not everyone really thinks like that. And so you just mm-hmm. want to make sure that you're putting your best foot forward, but that it's your true authentic self, because if not, like there's no point then. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Did you identify as a Christian or did you keep that hidden? That's a really good question. So, cause a lot of people, I think assume that when, you know, I met my now husband, Elias, that we met like on a Christian website, but we did not And I think both of us had the same unfortunate experience when focusing only on Christian websites. It, I don't know, I don't want to say it limited the pool, but it did because like we met on a non-Christian site, right? So mm-hmm. I made sure that my photos, like I had one of me playing the bass that I was part of a worship team and that, you know, I go to church on Sundays. Like I made sure that that was, very prominent and on there Mm -hmm. so that if someone was not Christian or not religious or didn't think that fit into their lifestyle, then, you know, no, don't waste my time and I won't waste yours. Um, But uh, yeah, I did put that on there. So how did you choose who to go on a date with or not? Um, So I only went out on dates with someone who mentioned Christianity in their profile. Okay. Mm -hmm. And only swiped on those as well right because so on bumble it's like the (laughs) swipe left or swipe right um and so i only ever swiped right on someone that mentioned being a christian Mm. in their profile very cool okay so i know that you mentioned um like some you had to pay for how much money were you willing to spill out to do this venture of finding a man like was it costly to you i mean it it wasn't free, right? But it also didn't break the bank. So once again, I didn't ever want to say, I didn't want to look back and be like, oh, I didn't give it a try because I didn't want to spend $50 or whatever. So (laughs) I think think probably the most I spent was about $50 um, in order to, depending on how it works and, you know, I've kind of vaguely remember now, but you have to extend being able to talk to someone and so you may have to pay a fee for that or, something like that. Okay. But it, it, I mean, in, in the overall aspect of it, it wasn't that expensive. Okay, cool. I just want to point out that this hasn't been really that long. I mean, how long have you been married now? We got married last year. So May 22nd. So we're coming up on a year. And how long yeah. were you engaged? Less than a year. So Elias and I met in the summer of 2018 and we dated for a few months and then I was approached with the opportunity from work to move. And when I say move, this was took me cross country. So I moved to Pennsylvania for a couple of years. So we did long distance um, and he proposed to me in July of 2020 and we got married in May of 2021. So we were um, engaged for, I guess, 10 months, nine, nine-ish months. Yeah. And then now we have a two month old. And one of the things that I always remember in in talking to other single friends and things like that, like when I was maybe seeing someone that I thought had potential, one of the things I would always say is, you know, my, like a year is nothing. Like my life could be so different in a year. I could be married and pregnant in a year. And that is exactly what happened Mm -hmm. to me is that I got married uh, in May of 2021. And my husband swears that he impregnated me on our honeymoon night, which is probably pretty accurate. And in February, we had a baby girl. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. There's so much I want to ask you. 
one of the things I wanted to ask you along the lines of, you know, being married, I know that for those of us who are a little older, and I've said this, I mean, I've said this to you, like, the fear of getting pregnant at such a, you know, later time in life. Um, did you have any concerns or any hesitations about that? I did. I think, unfortunately, um, you know, we. I know one too many women in, in our lives that are dealing with fertility issues or, or, you know, whatever the case is that not being able to get pregnant and, and women that are much younger than I am as well, unfortunately seeing those things happening in their lives. And so, yeah, I mean, it was always something that crept up on. And that was one of the things I think that's a benefit of being out in the dating world and in an older mm -hmm. age is that the questions that you ask are a lot different than I was, something I would have asked in my twenties. You know, those are the sort of things that you talk about a lot earlier in a relationship or even on a date, right? Like, are you interested in having children? What would you do if we couldn't yeah. have children? And, um, and that was something that we had talked about. Did you prepare questions for those? Did you just kind of wing it when you got there? I think in the beginning, right, the first few dates, like you don't want to go straight in with the like, how many kids do you want to have? Right. Because I think like those are like red flags for both men and women. But once you've gone out with someone, I don't know, maybe four or five times. And if you see like, hey, this is going somewhere, then once again, before I wanted to waste my time or someone else's time, then, yeah, I did kind of have those sort of serious type questions that I think were appropriate mm -hmm. for that time that we had known each other. Right. And so depending on how I felt about that person, I maybe would go straight in with a more serious question. Like, what would you do if we couldn't have children? Um, because I, mm. I was dating men that were around my age. So we're talking, you know, men in their mid to late thirties, maybe even early forties. And I thought that that was an important question that, that we would talk about knowing that unfortunately fertility issues, you know, come up later in life. Mm, yeah, that's a good point. Earlier, you had said that you had to date a whole bunch of men mm -hmm. before getting to the one, you know, mm -hmm. um, and you also mentioned that you pretty much went on a date with anyone who said that they were Christian. Mm -hmm. So or asked and asked me. Right. So like I would. Oh, okay. I would agree to because I'm not I, I would say like I'm not necessarily like this romantic. I do not believe in love at first sight. I, I don't believe in soulmates. So I, I knew that I would have probably have to go out with someone multiple times in order to figure out if that was someone that I would want to see a future with. Um, and I and once again, going back to it being a lot of work and you got to be open to it. And mm -hmm. so if someone asked me out and I was relatively attracted to them and, and interested, then I said yes. And if that and even after the first date, if I didn't think there was anything there, but they asked me out again, I would go out a second time. Because once again, I think that you're nervous on the first date. You, you may not exactly sure know, you know what to say or what to do. And so you kind of need that second chance, I think, especially if someone was interested to to really figure out whether you wanted to continue getting to know that person or not. And was there anything from a f Christian perspective that you feel like, but you know, like, was there something that you're like, I'm going to do this to test like their faith? I did. I vividly remember one guy that did not pass the test and he did not go past Ooh. go. Right. And it was, <laughs> and the test, the quote unquote test was praying for our meal. So I would all dates included some sort of food so that, yeah it would provide the person an opportunity to pray. And so I would sit there and I would wait. And if I saw that the guy didn't pray, then like I had an issue with that. Right. Or, uh, or, 
and, or if they did pray, like how good was their prayer? Right? Oh, snap. So that was kind of like a, a, a gatekeeper, I guess, type maybe test, so to say, um, that I think yeah. is a good test. Like I had one guy just totally butcher it. And I was just like, oh, no, like he did not know what he was doing. This was probably the first time he's ever prayed out loud. And so, mm. you know, that level of faith, I thought I was beyond that. And so I wanted mm. someone that was more, more equal to, to where I was in my faith walk. Yeah. yeah, more at that maturity level mm-hmm. as you are. So Lisa, did you have a list of things you were looking for off the bat in a man? And did that change through your process of dating? Because, you know, you hear a lot about women having like their top 10 things that they want mm-hmm. in a man. Did you have a list? I wouldn't say that I necessarily had a list. I think that with age comes wisdom. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so the list, quote unquote, maybe became shorter, but the priority was someone with, with Christian beliefs and Christian faith and, and that actually practiced it and walked it out, right? Because mm-hmm. as we all know, unfortunately, there's a big difference between someone who just goes to church every Sunday and someone who genuinely has a relationship with Jesus. And, yeah. and so that's what I wanted. Anything else, I don't think matters because once that's the foundation, then you can, you can make any relationship work if you're both invested in it. That's good. Yeah. Okay, so Lisa, I know one of the things that I remember from you that you did really well was researching the men that you were dating. Um, And some of that research actually turned out to be like bad news. Like you found men who should not have been on the dating scene. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Because I feel like in today's society, we do have to be really careful, just safeguarding Mm -hmm. ourselves. Like, how do you research a guy? Like, how do you like fact check them? I like how you're calling it research, but you really mean Facebook stalking. Yes. That's what I was going to say. So, like, you mean stalking? Like, I stalked people. I didn't research them. Like, let's just call it what it is. So, Google is your friend. I mean, it's like, it blows my mind that people don't Google each other. Like, why would you not want to Google someone? And, like, you can get really good because, once again, like, people may not realize it, but they put their whole, like, they may think they're being, like, like vague in their profiles, but they're not. Like, you know, I went to, I went to this college. I do this for a living. And you have their first name. Like, that's literally all you need to, like, Google someone. You put in the first name, you put in the college and their profession, their LinkedIn profile will pop up, their Facebook profile will pop up. Any Can you tell she works in HR? That's it was ever totally. been written about them will pop up. Like, And so it's very smart for you to Google someone, especially before you go out with someone, because it's just a safe thing. And I think the right thing to do before you meet someone face to face and, and, and all this. And, and like Nochelle mentioned, like I, I did go out with a lot of people. I'm not trying to sound like this amazing dater, but in it all, I only had one bad experience. And so I would say, obviously you meet someone in a very public place. We always would meet in a central location. So once again, um, you, you know, on the profile, like you put the city or the metroplex on where you live. And so that's, once again, you're giving away information about yourself. So we would meet in a very mutual location. It wouldn't be on either person's side of town or whatnot. Um, And Mm. very public place in a restaurant where, you know, there's going to be a lot more people. I really liked day dates. So like 3 PM, right. So Mm. 
you're, um, it's, you know, you don't go into the nighttime or anything like that. So there's those sort of things that I did do when I met someone for the first time. Uh, one thing that you also did a lot too, was you would always send me or someone else your, the name of the person that you were going with mm -hmm. and the location that you were expected to be at. And then we had this thing where we would be like, Actually, I'm not going to say that because, like, if we do ever get kidnapped, like. <laughs> don't know our ways. Don't know our ways. We, we got ways to find out if we've been kidnapped. Yeah. <laughs> and Lisa, okay, so something that you said, right, I keep bringing it back to this, like, you were dating all these bunch of guys, but can you clarify when you say, like, you were dating all these guys? I mean, were you sleeping with them? No. So I think that's another thing that I would say is, is worth the wait was that to, to be very transparent and just to put it out there in case there's any questions, I waited until marriage. I was a virgin when, when I got married. And I think that I personally, I know that's a really personal thing to share, but um, at this point in my life, I think it's important for women, um, especially at our age to share that. Yeah. And so yes, dating is possible and, and you can have an awesome, amazing time without having to sleep or have sex with anyone. I mean, it is something that I've always admire you for Lisa, because I think in this current context that we live in, It's um, very easy to move in that direction, especially when men might expect or demand that from us. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I think it takes a lot to stay pure and flee from that temptation because I, you know, yeah. I know that it wasn't easy, no. you know, to do that, um, especially when the messages that we're constantly getting as mm -hmm. women is that mm -hmm. that is liberating. You know, that that mm -hmm. is what we're supposed to be doing. You are a living upstream person, right? Like you didn't move mm -hmm. in that direction, I think is something mm -hmm. that's noteworthy. And so I'm glad that you mentioned that. So I just, you know, wanted to highlight that dating these many different people didn't necessarily mean you were being intimate with them. And I just wanted to make Correct. sure that that was clear. Correct. Yeah. And one of the questions that you all had asked me earlier was if I had that list of things, either topics or questions to ask someone. And that actually was a really early on thing that I mentioned, not on the first date, not even on the second date, but when I felt like maybe there was something there. Um, and and it, once again, it, it, there was very few that got kind of past that step in, I guess, dating that I would share that. But it, it was something that I shared quite early because Unfortunately, I knew that there were expectations, even from a man who called himself a Christian. Yeah. Mm. Questions that are totally different now that aren't like fun questions, but uh, what's your idea on like caring for elderly parents? Mm. I literally was going to say that one, like the family conversation. Your yes. parents are getting old. Are you okay with us bringing them into the household? Mm -hmm. You had those conversations with, with Elia? Yes, yes, we had those conversations. And like I said, these aren't things that you talk about on the first date. But if you <laughs> see that this relationship is can has potential to go somewhere, those are the sort of things that you should be talking about because uh, you want to make sure like the big buckets are filled. You know, the the stupid things that we argue about right now, like, at least in, in my mind, they're not going to dissolve a, a, a marriage, right? Mm -hmm. we, we argue about like 
how many times we ate pizza or like you, you know, like you forgot to pick up your socks. Like, you know, those are the things that we're arguing about. It's not about like you spent too much money on this or you have this much money and or you're this far in debt. Like those are not questions mm-hmm. that should be coming up or things that you're finding out after marriage. Legit, David asked me very early on, like, what debt am I bringing into mm-hmm. the marriage? That's mm-hmm. great. And that sometimes the question is not to say, well, I'm not going to be with you. It's just like, okay, this means that like, I'm going to, like your debt is now my debt, right? So I need to be able to know what that's going to look like. Yeah. It's also, how does, how does that person respond to that type of question? Mm -hmm. Because I talk about finances very freely. And if someone isn't willing to talk about it, then I have a problem with that. And like, that is the deal breaker for me. Yeah. As opposed to someone actually having debt. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Did you ever uh, feel discouraged? Oh, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. The discouragement was in different times and in different areas, right? So discouragement of literally feeling like I'd swipe through every man in the DFW area and not getting a response and getting discouraged by someone who had Christian on the profile or whatever. And like now they seem to be insinuating like, hey, you want to just hook up? Right. So like mm-hmm. discouragement came from that um, discouragement came from, you know, every year that passed that I still wasn't married. But mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I I don't know. I, I, I found a, a, there's a moment in my life where I was content with what I had. And and once again, just learn to enjoy the moment. Uh, one of the things I always joke with Narcelli was like a girl's got to eat. So <laughs> might as well go out and like meet some people. And, and do they pay uh, for the meals? Not always. No, the majority mm. of, the, of of them did. Uh, and the ones that did it, um, not that we went complete Dutch, but we would half the bill. But did because I, I you think, asked or he asked to go half these? Oh, I would not expect to pay. So I, I would pretend <laughs> to do the reach for my wallet. Like, <laughs> oh, you know, so that there was some attempt on my end to like not yeah. take it for granted. But yeah, I totally did judge there. If I literally was about to ask you if you had, if you like judge, if there were judgments that you made based on that. Yeah. Because it's got to be pricey for a guy to be in the market. Yeah, but they like, got to pay for this meal. Yeah, but if you can't spend like $20, I mean, we weren't going to like these. That's why I'm saying like I thought day dates were nice because they tend to be cheaper, right? And and really public like burger type places or whatever. So that, that I mean, yeah, if you weren't willing to spend like 15 bucks, I'm not ordering like a filet steak or anything, <laughs> right? At least not on the first date. I later on, that did come later on because like I also needed him to know like I can eat. Right. <laughs> and like <laughs> he's gonna have to pay for that. But yeah, no, like That's totally. Funny. Yeah, and like my thing is like <laughs> the presumption is that they're going on a date. Like we're not trying to be friends. Right. So like Correct. if you can't buy me a steak, like you can't provide for my household. You know what I exactly, mean? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I had I had an older woman share that with me one time. She said, hey, when you go out on a date, she goes, you better order like a meal. She goes, and he needs to see you eat because he needs to know that like your refrigerator always needs to be full and that like you're not one of these women that like oh just eats a piece of lettuce like you need to eat and like I literally took that advice to heart because it's true like I like to eat I like to go out to nice places and so if someone like didn't see a future and like being able to do that then we weren't a match yeah 
<sighs> Hence why I sneak out of the house to go have ice cream. Facts. <laughs> Facts. One thing that I struggle with, Lisa, is like if I'm online dating, I'm chasing somebody as opposed to like feeling like I want to be chased. You know, I feel like when I was in the world, mm -hmm. I was always chasing guys. And now I just don't want to do that. Like, I just want to be I want to be the prize, you know. And did you ever feel that way, uh, too? Or and if you didn't, how did you reconcile that thought? I think if you're not approaching it with the right mindset, it can yeah. feel like you're chasing. But once again, like I, I equate it back to like being in school, right? Like you can you can pray, God, I need an A on this test. But if you're not studying, like he's not yeah. like you're not going to make an A, right? Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. the same. So I, I consider the same thing when it comes to dating. Like if I'm not on a on a dating website, like you know, I already have these things, right? I'm not going to date someone from work church I already knew at that time wasn't an option so it's just like what I expect literally for God to just drop in someone and hey for some people that might have worked but like it hadn't worked for me at 37 years old right and yeah. so um and and but I think it's it's an avenue to put yourself out there but it's not the end all be all right because yeah. once you do that then it still is the man pursuing you right he still has to mess like you have to respond but he still has to message you I, I never asked the man out. I, you know, we went out because he would ask me, um, pay for the meals, open my doors. So like, those were still the opportunities that men had to pursue me, which I think is the way it should be. Um, and then I would respond to that. Uh, but other than just putting myself out there on the dating websites and responding and initiating conversation and doing those sort of things in the beginning, um, is, is what I did. But after that, the actions after that were led by, by, by the man. Yeah. And thank you for using the word pursue. Cause that was actually a much better word than chase. And I was, <laughs> that was the word that I was looking for. So that, no, that's really good. And Lisa, so how did you balance your work and, and dating work? What did that balance look like yeah, for you? Like, question. did you get off early to go to these 3 PMs? Right. <laughs> Cause like this is pre-COVID, like we weren't working, we were working in the office, like yeah, yeah, no, no. So like weekends, so like Saturdays were probably the days uh, that like okay. I would I would meet someone, right? Yeah. So it was it was typically Saturdays, and sometimes on Sundays after church, like early evening or or whatnot. So during the week, you're like chatting or emailing. That's another thing. Like I very rarely gave out my personal phone number. It was mm. we would chat through the thing yeah. then we would decide okay hey let's go ahead and meet and it actually i like that person more than likely still didn't have my phone number we were still communicating through the app meet in a very public place and then at that point i would decide whether to give my personal phone number to to someone i didn't add anyone on social media you know none of that nothing happened until maybe after the first or second meeting where someone may have gotten my phone number I like that um, you would meet on Sunday so you could be like, so how was church service today? Oh, you didn't <laughs> yeah. go to church. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what was the message about? Oh, you don't yeah. know. Check. What was your, your favorite heart? worship song? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Why would you tell your younger self if you were dating in your 20s? It's worth the wait. And I just, I, I don't want to sound like, I feel like I'm sounding a little cliche with some of this stuff because it's stuff that we do hear all the time. 
or and, and and in the moment you're like that's not helpful or like okay god has someone out there for me like i haven't heard that before right but it's true and and like if anything that's what i would want to tell my my 20 year old self is that like stay encouraged life is more than than what you think it is and some people are scared to be themselves but when you're confident in yourself you actually attract more people I totally believe that. Like, mm. it can be fun. Like, and that's what I had. Like, I had fun. Yeah, I think it's important the attitude that you're bringing mm-hmm. to it. Because, like, if you start off with Nar- Narcelli's attitude of like, oh, it's dude. too much work. It is too much work. <laughs> and I mean, Lisa tells me all the time, like, girls gotta eat. And you know what? <laughs> I followed her advice one time, and homeboy ended up being gay. So after that, I was. Like, <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> Remember that. But did you get dinner out of it or not? It was the worst night. I feel like you didn't do well in my life. Well, I did. I did. Exactly. <laughs> that one. <laughs> I love it. I love it. My goodness. All right. So you went through these ups and downs, Lisa. How did you stay encouraged or what scriptures maybe helped you through the ebbs and flows of this process? So I think one, I surrounded myself with a really good group of people. Uh, the best company is the company that I'm on this podcast with right now, right? Like um, you you just want to make sure that you have friends that are, you know, going to be there for you when you don't have a date, right? Like, and that you maintain friendships through that. Like I unfortunately see females a lot, especially that they dump their friends as soon as mm. they, you know, are in a relationship or, or whatnot. And I get it, like priorities change, but, um, but one, you need to have friends that recognize that the priorities change and that will still be there for you if and when, you know, you, you uh, decide to come back, so to say. But yeah, so there's good. that piece. So I, yeah. I and, and to sum that up, right, it's just, I guess, community, right? Be a part of a community that's going to support you, um, that's going to have your best interests in, in mind. Um, and then really, uh, it's, it's at the end of the day, it's just being rooted, like knowing who you are, right? Like recognizing that your worth does not come from someone else. Like you are your own person. You were made this way. Um, and, and that you are perfect exactly the way that God made you and that to continue to understand who you are in God's word, right? Cause once again, we hear all these other things. Oh my God, you're an old maid or, or like, you know, those sort of things that we tend to hear as women, as we get older and things like that, or like, uh, what's wrong with you? Or, you know, like you just, people make the assumption that it's, it's something that's wrong with you. Right. But, um, so there's that. And I would say during that specific time, um, when I was actively dating and, and uh, trying to figure out, you know, if, if there was going to be a spouse out there for me. Um, it, and it's actually a scripture that I don't think is specifically related to this, but it's one that I found a whole lot of encouragement in. And so it's John 10, 10. Um, and so I have two different versions because I actually like them both a lot. And so the first one is the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. And I feel like a lot of the times that's kind of where we stop right? Because we're talking mm-hmm. about evil in the world and the devil. But then we're reminded that um, that Jesus, and it's in red letters, so this is something Jesus has said, is that I have come that they may have life and have it to the full, right? And so the reason why that was really encouraging to me is because it didn't talk about that they may have life with a spouse, that they may have a life with children. Like, no, mm-hmm. it's like that they may have life and that have it to the full. And so the other version that I like on it, that is the message. And so it says, um, a thief is only there to steal and kill and destroy. I came so they can have real 
and eternal life. More, oh, and we get teared up, more and better life than they ever dreamed of. And Mm -hmm. so like, that's the life that we should pursue. And so at the end of the day, I knew that's what God had for me, whether it was a spouse or not. I knew that he had for me a life that was more and better than I could have ever dreamed of. And that's what I wanted to pursue at the time. And if a spouse was part of that, then even better. But if not, then I knew that life could still be better than I ever dreamed it to be because of a relationship with Christ. Yeah. And the salvation that he brought in that. Yes. And that was your security. That was your that was your joy. Mm-hmm. I love that realization that there is this abundance that we have in Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was thinking of Psalm 130, verse uh, 5, and it says, I wait for the Lord. My whole being waits. And in his word, I put my hope. And I know we say it over. I feel like we sound like a broken record. But that like, yeah, if God gives us nothing else, he gave us himself. Mm-hmm. And like, that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's sufficient. It's mm-hmm. sufficient. Yeah, that's good yeah. word. In your case, though, Lisa, he did give you one. Mm-hmm. And his name he is Avia. And um, and so how did you know that he was the one? Out of all that dating. Really, I think that um, how I knew he was the one, and so I can actually pinpoint it to a moment. It's um, This is probably about our fourth date, and that included um, me meeting him at his church. And he volunteered. He was part of the parking ministry. And so we had to get there early, right? Because he had to be there early to meet with the team. And um, and so I sat in his truck while he, you know, went in and got his materials and came out and had the team meeting. And, and, and I saw them pray. And the parking team for this particular church was all men. And so they got in a circle and they... I assume prayed right over the people who were coming over the parking lot, the cars that were going to, going to be there. And it was in that moment where I feel like I saw a flash of my future um, of, of this is, this is what I've wanted, right? Someone who didn't just go to church, but was actually involved um, was part of a group, was part of a ministry, a parking lot ministry and uh, surrounded himself with other people that, you know, believe the same that, that I did. And so that, that's when I knew like, this is, this is someone that I could spend the rest of my life with. And, and so at that moment it was like, okay, like this is serious and I need to, um, uh, look at it in that, in that light. And then we got to experience a beautiful wedding and now Mm -hmm. a beautiful baby that you guys share together. Yeah. Thank you so much, Lisa, for coming on and just sharing and chatting with us a little bit more about your experience. I hope uh, it is going to be helpful for those who are currently either considering jumping into the game and or is currently in the game and maybe discouraged and wants to, you know, hear words of wisdom from someone who's gone through it and um, is uh, on the other side. So thank you for coming and sharing with us. Well, thank you. Hopefully I can be some sort of encouragement to, to your listeners. Thank you so much. Um, I love you. We love you. And we're really excited um, just to see what the future holds um, between you and your and your new family. I am totally in love with, uh, with this baby. Every time I see her um, and I see you guys together, I'm just reminded of how faithful God is. Mm-hmm. And um, he answered our prayers. I think the beauty of friendship, uh, one of the blessings that God gives us is that 
if you're a friend who has a friend who's going through this, I think the struggle is real on both sides. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Now I'm going to (laughs) cry. Seeing a friend struggle and go up through the ups and downs of really wanting something. And as a friend asking God, like, why haven't you brought that special someone? Because, you know, you know how much you love your friend and you want them to yeah, um, have that in their life um, can be really difficult. But it's so encouraging to know that God brings friends, as you've mentioned, mm-hmm. alongside um, to walk this journey with each other. And mm-hmm. Narcelli, I share the sentiment of the emotion because you're right. We did we did pray for Lisa on our own and together for whatever her journey was and whatever God had for her. And so um, I hope it's encouraging not only for those that are in it, but also for friends who are supporting Mm -hmm. those who are um, in that process. That's good. I'm going to pray over you. I'm going to pray over you and um, in your family. Yeah. So Heavenly Father, we... Oh, we're so overwhelmed by your presence, Lord, and we're so overwhelmed by your love and your faithfulness. We thank you so much just for this, um, these women, uh, for the friendship and the unique ways, Lord, in which you have brought us all together. And uh, and in this moment, we can celebrate and look back, Lord, uh, at um, everything you have done um, and how you protected us how you have you protected lisa and we just thank you lord for bringing a wonderful man and uh, a beautiful baby into her life for for granting her the desire of her heart not just her heart lord also but the prayers of her mother and her father and her family and everyone who has prayed for the fulfillment of um of this experience for her life and we thank you god that you um allowed her to remain faithful to you as well in that process and we pray for any listener today, Lord, who maybe is finding themselves in this waiting season and maybe feel like you are, um, like they feel you're present, but they don't hear you or they don't see uh, that you're moving in their lives. And so we just ask, Lord, that you open their eyes and ears so that they can hear clearly, they can see clearly, and they can know with certainty, Lord, that joy is found in you. And also that you want more and better life for them. Um, that you have come to give life. And um, that, it's, that it's a life that's beyond our wildest dreams. That you are good. You're sufficient. And so if there's anyone today, Lord, that feels uncertain, I just pray, Lord, that your confidence and security uh, be made clear to them in this moment. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We do want to say that this is Lisa's experience and your experience can be different. Um, It may look different and feel different and be different. And that's okay. This is just one experience that we wanted to share with you all as pursuers. Um, But we'd love to share your ideas if you have any as you're in the process um, or any fears that you might have. We'd love to pray for you. So please share with us. Let us know. Either you can uh, email us at upstreampursuit at cdpchurch.org or in our social media. We'd love to see it. We hope you have a wonderful week and let's stand for truth pursuers.